0: welcome to the nen valley vineyard podcast what you're about to listen to is some teaching from our sunday services we're a church made up of people from wellingborough through to and spread across the nen valley and beyond if you want to know more about us or find out how to get involved visit our website which is nenvalley.church or you can find us on facebook and instagram at nen valley vineyard Um, on Sundays we're in a series called open the idea you know talking about what does it mean to bring ourselves to Jesus and offer ourselves to him to open up our lives to him uh, A couple of weeks ago I talked about having open homes uh, the idea of this you know embracing the spiritual practice, of hospitality. What does it mean to offer our homes to God and see what He would do? You know, just imagining what it would be like for people to be sat around our tables, you know, and experiencing the love of God, you know, understanding what it is to be put into families, that they would be heard and we would pray with them and there would be healing and restoration and reconciliation, all that stuff, all the, the goodness of the kingdom of God, but in our homes. Um, and then last week, Angie did a great talk. Um, about open lives what does it mean to bring our kind of radically ordinary lives to god not just the spiritual bits but all of it you know she she referred to um brother lawrence and you know he would say about you know he he thinks about god and you know serving god by flipping his omelettes in the morning you know what does it look like to bring our ordinary lives to him and see what jesus would do with them well this this morning um as i've said this is really a change of plans um but I think the Lord is in it. This is something I wanted to share, but couldn't really make fit. And now here we are. So um, I really want to tie the two things together. What does it mean to be, you know, have open homes, to be hospitable, to be the people of God where we are, where he's put us? And what does it mean to um, open our lives and bring those two things together? Because we would think of one as being in the home and one being outside of the home. But actually, I think they're all um, about being caring for others and available to god and available to others so um, this morning we're going with the name open eyes and open ears Um, now i don't know if you believe this and young people i know you are in there's no youth this morning so i guess you're in hearing this Um, and in fact young people i think you are some of the best placed people in all of this room to do um to do this stuff well but i don't know if you believe this but god is speaking all the time and he is always seeking to bring healing and restoration um, and wholeness to people to end loneliness to reveal himself to people and to set people free and you know what i think each one of us can hear god at work and, and actually each one of us has the ability the capability to do that but i think the problem for most of us is twofold firstly we don't honestly we don't think god could use someone like us and that could be any of us from youngest to oldest you don't think that God could use you and secondly even if we do believe that we don't really know what it is maybe to start hearing God and responding to him Um, and and I think there's a kind of an easy solution to some of this and it's not as spiritual or profound as you might think But I think it all has to do with being available to God. Let me ask a question. Are you available to Jesus today? When you walk out of the Saxon Hall this morning, is your life available to Jesus? Tomorrow, will your life be available to Jesus? You know, on your morning commute, when you're walking your dog, when you're on your way to school with friends, are we available for what God has to do? Because I think, you know, the idea of seeing God's kingdom come, all those nice things to talk about, you know, healing the sick, raising the dead, making disciples of all nations, baptising people, all that stuff, it sounds um, difficult. It sounds like, you know, you'd need a, a theology degree and to be you know, a pastor like me or whatever, to have all the right answers, to have this resume full of spiritual achievements. But what if I told you you don't need any of that? what if i th- actually if i said i think it's of more value if we have open eyes and open ears than for us to have all the right answers and to have a right method what do i mean all around us every single one of us there are hurting broken people they are our neighbors they are our friends they are our family members our colleagues they are people we know at school. They're people we might play football with. They're people we see when we're walking the dog. Um, they're they, you know the neighbours that we wave to when we put the bins out. These people are hurting, and there is a brokenness in them. And it's this—it's a spiritual sickness that every human being suffers from. It is a hole in the human heart that is a God-shaped hole. You know, when we talk about the Garden of Eden and us being separated from God in that, we were made for a relationship with him. And there is a sickness, and we don't like to use that language because it sounds um, very absolute, I suppose. But there is a, this this sickness, this spiritual sickness, this spiritual plague all around us. and it's the the answer is connection to god now we know this we know that jesus came to make make a way we know he is the answer and for years you know the church has gone on the offensive you know we we've preached the gospel we've proclaimed and we've declared and we've you know and all these things these are good things they're not necessarily bad things but i think we're at a point culturally where People are not interested in hearing our words. In fact, they are sick of hearing our words. What they want to do is see our actions and experience our actions. There's a, an old phrase, you know, people don't care how much you know. They want to know how much you care. And we see, you know, some of this is reflected in Scripture. 1 Corinthians 13, 1. It says this, if, if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but do not have love i am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal and there's that whole passage talks about things like that 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 this this idea of love and care for others is something we should take seriously now we can have all the wisdom and all the clever words we want but if, if someone is hurting because of a broken relationship Ultimately, they don't need lots of right answers. They need to experience the love of Jesus for them through us. And I just want to say this to to anybody in the room who will hear it. Those people need us to take this seriously. And I don't mean that in like a, a, there's no condemnation in that. But I think there's some of us in the room, we just don't believe, we still don't believe that we could do that. Maybe you're, I don't know, maybe you're 13, you go to, I don't know, Manor School or Huxlow or Christopher hand School and you just don't believe that God could use you there. Absolutely he can. Every day of the week he could use you in that way. Maybe you are, maybe it's the other end of the spectrum for you. Maybe you are in your 80s and you think, God couldn't use somebody at this stage of life. Absolutely, he could. Maybe you think, you know, I I work, I'm too busy. Well, God can work around our schedules. Each one of us can touch these spiritually sick people and bring Jesus and demonstrate Jesus to them. Now, it sounds great, doesn't it? On the one hand, let's just love people. But it is a little bit deeper than that, because I think this will cost us. You know, maybe you're at school and you see the person who sat on their own, you know, every lunchtime they're on their own. Actually, it's a little bit embarrassing to go over and talk to them, but maybe they are the person to go and talk to you. Maybe it's the, the lonely person that when you talk to them, they come out with all these stories and you're caught up for ages and it takes patience to hear them. That's a cost. Maybe it is a conversation where you don't have the answer, And that feels embarrassing i'm that kind of person i want to have all the answers i want to solve all the stuff but sometimes you can't and what does it look like to then stick your neck out and go say i'm really sorry i don't have the answers but could i pray for you see i think if we if we are willing and we want to join god in seeing his kingdom come to our neighbors and our friends and our colleagues and all those people the opportunities are there waiting but. The question is, are our eyes open to see the hurting person we can comfort? Or to hear the person that's suffered a loss that we might be able to help? And some of that's not, you know, deeply... I'm not just talking about grieving Grieving, there, you know. We hear a story from, you know, know where you'd hear it, from your neighbours, it's come down the road, whatever, of someone who's just got, you know, their washing machine is broken and they need some washing to Some of it is dead simple. I think so often we... We want this great angelic visitation. We want Jesus to speak really clearly so we're kind of guaranteed a result. But I think Jesus is in the conversation with your elderly neighbour. I think he is in that conversation that you are having with your mate at school who is self-harming. I think he is um, in that invitation that we might make to a single mum to do some shopping for us so she can have a rest. I think it's... In the car journey where we take somebody to a hospital appointment. Or, you know, the person in front of us in the queue at Asda whose card got declined for, you know, like a tenner's worth of shopping and they can't. There's no, no else just to step in and be generous. Or, you know, to befriend the person at school who's always picked on. There's all these things that don't feel terribly spiritual, but if we will do them, then I think we will find God, God in the midst of them. You know, I think we could spend forever waiting for the right people to share the gospel with. Or more specifically, if you've grown up in a church environment like me, where you've got this kind of like 90-second elevator pitch of the gospel, and we want to share that. Well, we could wait for forever to have that conversation fall into place. When actually all around us, there are people who are desperate for him. But they won't hear it unless they see and and experience him and his love through us. So my point this morning is dead simple. Will we consciously open our eyes to see those around us that we could help? Will we consciously open our ears to hear those that are in pain to listen to them? You know, or even do, you know, see a, a post on Facebook of someone who has a practical need that we could meet. We don't need all the answers. We just need to be available to God, and He will do all the stuff that we cannot. Uh, well, I was just just putting some things together for this I came across a quote from a christian author called janet dennis it says this this is about listening to people put more emphasis on affirmation than on answers many times god simply wants to use me as a channel for his affirming love as i listen with compassion and understanding we don't need all the answers in ordinary conversations the holy spirit can be right in the middle of So our question, you know, all of this hinges on a few things, I think, for us this morning. One, are we available? Are we willing to make ourselves available? Will we humble ourselves? Will we sacrifice our schedules and our busy, important stuff sometimes for this? Philippians 2, 5 and 7 says this, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. He made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant. The second thing we need the holy spirit we really need the holy spirit acts 1 8 says this you will receive power when the holy spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in jerusalem and judea and samaria and to the ends of the earth we need the holy spirit to be able to be witnesses to jesus in us working through us all of that lastly prayer we need to pray do we ever stop to pray for our day? And not just, oh God, would you make our day go well? But actually, Lord, would you give me divine appointments and conversations? Let me bump into people that I can just start conversations with or I can help. And I think, you know, so often as Christians, we don't, <laughs> and we don't pray because we honestly don't think God will answer them or hear them. 1 Peter 3.12, one of my favourite pieces of scripture says this, For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their prayer. Now you might think, but I'm not righteous and all that. Well, look, if you are a follower of Jesus, you are the same as all the rest of us. You depend upon Jesus for your righteousness, not you being good. So if you follow Jesus, he hears our prayers. So let's pray for those divine appointments, those opportunities. I think if we will pray, then we will have these opportunities come up and be surprised so I think there's a few challenges for us uh, and I'm going to hand back and uh, the, someone's going to lead some prayer and stuff um, but I think there's a few obvious responses and maybe we'll see what the Lord does as well but I, I think the first thing is this to some of us we need to come and repent and just say sorry to God for being unavailable if we're honest when we talk about bringing ourselves bringing our lives uh, openly to God if we're honest um we often don't you know we, we reserve a bit of time on a sunday morning and maybe a small group for god but the rest of the time we don't and so my encouragement is to come and repent what do i mean by repent i just mean to come and say sorry and just start, you know think again start over with god and kind of make that commitment to him that you want to see him at work in your life uh, the second that we'd be filled with the holy spirit um, and not like you know sometimes if, if you've been in church well long and if you come to be filled with the holy spirit to feel nice and all that no but actually we want to be filled with the holy spirit for power to be a witness for jesus we want the holy spirit to give us courage and boldness if some of you are if you're honest you are terrified of the idea of going and saying hello to someone well ask the holy spirit to help you and lastly I've said this a few times this morning but honestly you don't believe that God could use somebody like you maybe you think you're not smart enough you're not quick witted enough you, you've you not been in church long enough you don't know enough of your bible you've got that sin issue whatever all of us feel those things so this morning actually I just want you to come and bring that feeling to God and put it at the feet of Jesus and just say, Lord, I'm I'm sorry that I don't believe this, but would you help me? And just start to accept that God would use somebody exactly like you. So I'm going to hand it over. Um, But no, we're praying for you. We love you. Uh, really look forward to hearing stories of these divine appointments i genuinely believe that from the bottom of my heart that as we pray these doors will start to open left right and center and so sunday mornings i would love us to make more time for testimonies of god at work but anyway be blessed i'll hand over and we will hopefully see you really soon Well, thanks so much for listening to this teaching from Nen Valley Vineyard. We pray it blesses you and produces good fruit in you. If we can connect to you or help you engage with our community, we'd love to hear from you. You can contact us via our website, which is nenvalley.church.